Good morning and welcome in to the Cap and Jay Hood Morning Show on ESPN 1000. And we're streaming on the ESPN Chicago app with Jesse Rogers, the fastest man from Northbrook. <laughs> I'm Jay Hood, and Jesse's in for Cap. But now, I fumble as much as uh, Gibbs. I'm about no, the same. No, you ran without the football. <laughs> thank God. Now time for Shot or No Shot is brought to you by... That would be ESPN Bet. Now live in Illinois, Ooh. sign up today and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. We say good morning to Shay W. Norling. Good morning, boys, Cat <laughs> Hoodie and Jesse. How are we on a Monday after championship weekend in the National Football League? I am great. I'm so happy that my flight from Nashville got here on time so I could be able to get right in front of the TV. I got got a morning flight with the UIC flight. We lost to Belmont, uh, and so but, but but yeah. So but the best part is it, there's no delay in the flight, Shay. Right to the big TV to be able to enjoy football. We got one more game left. That's so sad. After two really good games yesterday, does she perform at halftime? That's the question. Of does she not? What, what, she doesn't th- jump in there. No, it's oh, Usher. And I, I know it's Usher. But shouldn't she just All get right, it? Jess, I'll put you on the spot. Shouldn't she Wait, make a, a cameo or something? <laughs> shot or no shot, Taylor Swift will perform at halftime I'd in the Super Bowl. I'd say shot. This isn't life or death. It'd be fun. Okay, it's shot no, or no shot. Should she take the mic like Kanye? Yes. Usher should welcome her. Let's have some fun. I'm glad that you were talking about Taylor Swift because I didn't know who you were talking about at first. <laughs> I, was a little, I was a little afraid of the question. I, I love the whole memes of Eminem versus Taylor Swift if the Lions had, had made it. But yes, let her perform. This isn't life and death. It'd be fun. That's a no shot. Is it, this is a CBS deal, right? Yes. C- okay, yes. no. No shot. Supposedly she's in, she's a concert in like Tokyo or something. Like she, She'll be in. Yeah. She'll, she'll make her she'll, way back. She'll, she'll get, get on a jet. She'll commercial, make it back. Commercial flight. Yes. Over under three and a half times, Tony Romo calls Taylor Swift Travis Kelsey's wife. At least once. Because he's already done it once. Yeah, I'll say under three and a half. I think he's done done it four times. He can't stop saying that. It's very odd. He's terrible. Let's just say it. He's just not good. And you know what happened there, Shay? You know what happened to Tony Romo? He got neutered by CBS. Because when he first came on the scene, he could call every play because he's a quarterback. He knew every play. Why, he knew where yeah, the ball was going. Why did he stop doing that? Because CBS told him to. Really? Yep. Why? So like, like Steve Stone, I think even now, to an extent, even though they don't, you don't put the fingers down anymore, you can't yeah. see the signals, Stone can call every pitch if he wanted to. Knew or know the situation and could call every pitch. CBS cut the balls off of Tony Romo and said, stop being a know-it-all. And so now you took that away from him, and now this is what, so it, this stop, is what it is. Stop being knowledgeable on the air, which is the only reason you should be on the air. Yeah, But you notice that was yeah. the first year, no, right? No, I know. First year, he's great at it. And, I know. And since it's all gone downhill for that CBS broadcast. told him not to keep doing that. And so without that, this is the end result. I will tell you, like, I remember after last year, we were talking about CBS was having conversations with Tony Romo, and they wanted him to watch more film because it seemed like last year he wasn't watching film at all. This year, I feel like he's actually watching the film. I feel like he's a little more knowledgeable about what's going on, and he's done his research. Everything else has gotten much worse. He's very strange. Yeah, you know, there's a such thing as a game analyst versus someone 
like a Collinsworth that gets all the intel and he's got all everything he needs to know, talks to coaches, and puts it on the broadcast. Tony's just not very good at this. He was. Yeah, I know, I agree. He was the bell of the weird. ball. Everyone loved it, but it not, weird. he's just not that guy anymore, Jay Moore. You remember that one player that came off the field, uh, I think something somebody hit him in the eye? Yeah. And he said, oh, that, he has a, uh, a twisted ankle. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, dude is literally like blind. I was thinking the exact same thing. I'm like, he clear, he goes down and he puts his hand in his face mask. And I'm like, oh, he got poked in the eye. And then he's coming off the field with one eye closed. And Romo's like, right there, you can see him get rolled up. I'm like, dude, the defender is poking him in his eye. It's right on camera. <laughs> He's just—he's just not good. What about in the Buffalo game when he's like, "Joe, this is Josh Allen playing so well in front of seventy thousand fans, just like me at home, except it's no one." (laughs) (laughs) What does that even mean? (laughs) Here we go, Jim. All right, Jay. All right, the focus today has been on football. Certainly, will continue to be on football. But some news over the weekend from the Cubs, who signed reliever Hector Neris to a one-year, $9 million deal, finally getting some bullpen help. Cubs continue to await Cody Bellinger's eventual free agency decision. That does feel like the next domino to fall. But shot or no shot, if the biggest acquisition is re-signing Cody Bellinger, then the offseason is a failure for the Cubs. That's a shot. That's a shot. The biggest uh, acquisition for the Cubs can't be Craig Council. Because I'm going to end up being wrong. What did I tell you, Jesse, at the end of the regular season? The Cubs should be the bell of the ball. They should be able to take over the San Diego. Is that where the meetings were, San Diego? Uh, Nashville? uh, Nashville. 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 They should be able to be the bell of the ball in Nashville. I thought, hey, everyone should be like with the whipsaw effect. Like, oh, the Cubs did this. The Cubs did what? And I understand that Major League Baseball pretty much was at a hiring freeze, if I could use that phrase, for mm-hmm. a while. However, it didn't stop. It shouldn't have stopped the Cubs from trying to upgrade at some positions. If you're going to try to piecemeal Morrell as a DH or third base, you're going to roll out a Master Boney as, as a starter. The Cubs need to have more talent, pitching and position players. And so, just and, and here we are. We're on the precipice of February, and no big deals yet. Yeah, if the Dodgers can do it and other teams get, why can't the Cubs? Yeah, the hundred win team adds like they're a hundred two loss team, where the teams that are in the eight, you know eighty win range add like they're they've already won something. Uh, anyway, yes, the answer is shot. And I'm glad you brought it up because I know how Cub fans are. If they do re-sign Bellinger, they're going to act like it's the greatest thing to ever happen, and all it is is get you back to last year's team. Now, maybe they'll be better because everyone's a year old or whatever. You know, Maybe Suzuki's going to be the MVP of the league, but really re-signing Bellinger just kind of gets you back to that mid-80s win total. It doesn't necessarily jump up into the 90s, so that's the minimum they needed to do because there's no left-handed slug there unless Michael Bush is going to be the rookie of the year. That's the guy they traded with the, from the Dodgers, so the answer is there's a shot that that's if, of what you said, that if that's the best they do, that's nothing that special to no, me. No, it's not. No, it's not. And, and listen, I'm not asking for all these big splashes. I, you know, like Otani, anything like that. What I'm saying is, is that you have holes on this roster to fill. And it, you, it's pretty obvious. Who's your first baseman? 
Michael who's your, Bush. Who's your third? Well, let's, let's be honest. Again, it'd be better than that. Now. Okay. It. Yeah, it'd be better than that. Third baseman is third, either third base? Madrigal again, Patrick Wisdom, Morell, maybe. Mastroboni? Oh, but they don't, signed, don't, don't do that to Cap. They Mastroboni. signed Matt Chapman over the weekend for $104 million. You see everybody get got by that on Twitter? No, I didn't see that. Thank Every, God. I saw like five big media people in town retweeted some fake oh, Jeff Passan account <laughs> saying Chapman Jeez. signed with the Cubs for $100 million. Remember, as I've reported all offseason, mm-hmm. they have had an impasse with Scott Boris that lasts years and years and years. I'm talking about major multi-year deals. They turned down a guy they drafted in Chris Bryant. They turned down a guy they traded for in Jake Arrieta, won MVP in Cy Young. Yeah. None of them. None of them. The best they could do is one year with Bellinger last year. And so the first guy that signs a big deal that's a Boris client will be a big deal because it hasn't happened under Ricketts. Shay. All right, back to football. The people who have said you can't win with a running quarterback have another feather in their cap after yesterday because Lamar Jackson lost again. He was not good in the game. His running ability was limited by Spags and the Chiefs' defense. Self-inflicted wounds, the interception, Zay Flowers going nuts, cost the Ravens a chance to go to the Super Bowl. Shot or no shot, yesterday proved you cannot win a championship with a running quarterback. I'm going to say no shot. I'm going to say no shot. They're one game away from getting there with a running quarterback. And, you know, it's interesting. The two two big fumbles yesterday were by rookies, right? Mm -hmm. Zay Flowers fumbles at the goal line. Gibbs fumbles uh, midfield. Yep. So maybe it's a product of not having more around Lamar Jackson, but I don't I don't think you can't win with a running quarterback. I don't think that that's too much of a blanket statement. I, I would say it's a no shot, but I can understand why the Eddie from the North Sides and others that, that call in there and say you can't win with a running quarterback. They win today. They win today. And by the way, we're not saying that Patrick Mahomes is not. He does run with the football, not exclusively, but Lamar Jackson was slowed down. I mean, a guy that has actually been better as a quarterback, more than just running the football. He's got a big arm, too, and we saw it. Yeah, there's a difference between it's part of your game plan in yes. Baltimore, whereas San Francisco and, and Kansas City, they, they run when they need to. Yes, so I would say that's a no shot. However, I want to give Kansas City's defense credit. We, there's so much emphasis on you know, Travis Kelsey and his relationship and Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. But Spagnolo and that defense was fantastic. Unbelievable. Jack- They've been fantastic all year for the most part. Jackson completed, Lamar Jackson completed a season-low 41% of his passes against the Blitz Sunday. They dialed up the Blitz a lot, Jesse. A lot. And they were able to bottle up that running game for Lamar Jackson. He had no running lanes. He had very few. All I'm saying is is that with Lamar Jackson, you know, we you hear this all the time, Shay, about Josh Allen and who Josh Allen is. Well, can I just tell you, two-time MVP, Lamar Jackson, sure. But how are you any different when you've had four playoff losses? I'm just saying. I, I mean, yeah, yeah. Just, I'm just being honest. Like, I, I, I respect Lamar Jackson, but until you get over the hump, you're in the same spot. A team that was a juggernaut in the regular season yeah. and lays an egg like that Sunday. Is, and again, when I say Lamar Jackson, I'm talking about the Ravens too. I know people will hear that and say, I'm blaming Lamar Jackson. No, I'm talking about the Ravens as a whole. Lamar Jackson leads that team. And I'm saying that that's not good enough. When Baltimore went to San Francisco and just killed them, I thought, okay, this is it. This is the best team in the AFC, and it's not even close. Combined with the fact that Kansas City looked kind of pedestrian offensively, I, ju- I thought Baltimore was going to win yesterday, and maybe even going away. Got that wrong. The Ravens were the number one scoring defense this season, allowed 17 points on Sunday. 
<laughs> he just and, and basically scored seven until the last yeah. field goal. And remember, the seven was on a broken play, completely broken play. Gotcha. So they they nearly got shut out at home. Honestly, though, they did get the ten. And if you look at the second half, the Ravens owned the second half. They mm-hmm. just kept making critical mistakes on critical downs that ended the game. Like they absolutely should have won. Zay Flowers should have gotten in. The field goal Justin Tucker kicked should have been to tie the game. Mm-hmm. But they just kept effing up. You can't keep shooting yourself in the foot and think you're going to win a football yeah, game. Yeah, I mean, you don't know what happens on the other side if, if Flowers gets in. You know, Mahomes might put on his cape again. You have to look at how the Chiefs ran their game. It was a lot of Clyde Edwards-Alaire carries. It was a lot of screens. Everything was horizontal. I mean, if that game gets close, Kelsey probably gets seven more catches. That's right. fine. But 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 to, to Shay's point, talk about Zay Flowers, that's just completely undisciplined by him. I mean, and, oh. the, and the biggest moment, that's the thing I just don't understand, Jesse. In the biggest moment, you show your ass. I'm just talking about this, him, just other players as well, but Flowers in particular. So three strikes, right? One, there's this huge, beautiful play by Jim, by uh, Lamar Jackson in which they're, you're right there in scoring position, and what does Zay Flowers do? He, he spins the football right there and taunts, and so now you're back 15 yards. You're supposed to get into the end zone. It becomes a touchback, and then you slam your hand against the bench, and you injure your hand. Three strikes. He and hurt in, himself and, every, in and every in be- way possible. And in between, you fumble. No doubt he's thinking about the penalty. Sure. i got to get in. Instead of taking care of the ball, that's always first. They, I mean, if he's down at the one, they're going to score. So just terrible, terrible on Zay Flowers' part. I just, I, I just, in the most, uh, again, the biggest moment, an opportunity to go to the Super Bowl, and you do that, that's how you play? You but, do that in September is unacceptable, but, but it's even worse in that but spot. But they played just bad. Maybe the Chiefs' defense. They just played yeah. bad once they got down. Yeah. I and mean, they weren't down 20. Both things can be true. You give Kansas City's defense credit, but then Baltimore, yeah. again, a, a team that's been shorthanded all season. And rushes the ball better than anyone. They barely rushed. I think there were eight carries. Outside of Lamar's carries, there were eight to running backs or whatever, which, again, if you're down 20, I get it. You were never down more than 10. 35 straight games or at least 100 uh, yards rushing. They had 81 yesterday. Shea. All right, Dan Campbell yesterday talked post-game about his honesty to the players after the game. Listen to this. It's a lesson learned. And look, I told those guys, this may have been our only shot. Do I think that? No. Do I believe that? No. However, I, I know how hard it is to get here. I'm well aware, and it'll be, it's going to be twice as hard to get back to this point next year than it was this year. That's that's the reality. And if we don't have the same hunger and the same work, which is a whole other thing, once we get the off season, um, then we got no shot of getting back here. I don't care how much better we get or what we add or what we drive. It's irrelevant. Um, it's going to be tough. Everybody in our division is going to be loaded back up and. Uh, you know, you're not hiding from anybody anymore. Everybody's going to want a piece of you, and uh, which is fine, you know, which is fine. But um, so it's hard. You want to make the most of every opportunity, and we we had an opportunity, and we just couldn't close it out. It's, it does stink. I really think he's onto something. They're going to lose the guy Ben Johnson. Most people think is the best coordinator in football. The division. You have the Packers ascending. The Bears should be better. The Vikings, you have to imagine, will be healthier. Sure. And they have a fantastic coaching staff. Shot or no shot, that was the Lions' one chance at a title. 
I'm going to say shot because everything he just said. And by the way, as much as he made these meathead decisions in game, afterwards he did not act like a meathead. I liked everything he had to say, including, you know, blame me. I know those calls were controversial. Like he didn't shy away from that. But you're, what you're saying is a shot because Goff is very good, but he's not Mahomes. He's not, okay, we can make the Super Bowl every year type of quarterback. And neither is the team. So I'm going to say shot. And even he said who knows? Yeah, that, that is a shot. And here's what I liked about that, Shay, is that he's a realist. He's talking as if he's in the booth with us today, saying that, hey, who knows if we'll get back here because he knows that Johnson's gone. And he said himself, it doesn't matter who we add or subtract or how what we do in the draft. We may not get back here again. And all those things being the hunted is true and uh, re- reminding yourself we got to you got to get back to work right away. Like they just played a month longer than anyone else, you know, than the Bears, for example. And they got to get right back. Like yeah. it's just not easy. And Mahomes makes it look easy, but it's not. You're going to have the 28th pick in the draft and you're right. going to have a first place schedule and like everything gets way he's right yep. it gets way harder and a new offense, like you said new offensive coordinator yeah you could you could be next year you could be this year's eagles you could be like i, I expect the detroit to be in the playoffs next year i don't expect it to be in this stratosphere you, here how about this shade do you do something crazy and offer ben johnson an incredible amount of money because remember i'd make if it, it were is me, the head coach of the freaking uh uh commanders if it were <laughs> me i'd make him a 10 million dollar coordinator Jeez, honestly, I mean, if that's I just, what do you need? And, and, and say, hey, let's finish, let's finish the job here. Yes. It, it's possible because yes, Dan Campbell does not want to be coaching offense or makes too many, too many decisions. Ben Johnson made Campbell the CEO. Ultimately, I mean, yeah, does he make the calls on fourth down? Yes. However, Johnson was steering that ship offensively. There's no reason that offense can't be as good, if not better, now that you have Gibbs and Montgomery set up as a one-two punch. Gibbs established himself. The wide receivers are good. Laporta is a star in the making. But you change coordinators, you never know. Let's go around the NFL. Nick Bowles sucks. He sucks. I'm just a fan. I'm not a football evaluator. I love the Green Bay Packers. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. This is not Detroit, man. This is the Super Bowl. I want winners. He starts to come and he pulls out. This is a really thickly built guy. I mean, what's the answer you're looking for on these things here? Around the NFL, right here on the Cap and J Hood Morning Show. I'd like to remind you, we're with you until 10 o'clock. The Mike Greenberg comes in. Then from 12 to 3, brand new 12 to 3, Carmen and Yurko. Right into Waddle and Silly 3 to 630, 6.38, Bleck and Abdallah. So an extra hour for the Golden Hammock of Carmen and Yurko. Here's Shay Norling with Around the NFL. Shea? I got hot takes, baby. I, I got hot takes after watching championship football yesterday. Oh. I think Lamar Jackson is getting way too much of the smoke. He's getting a little bit too much blame for what went wrong in Baltimore yesterday. Watching that game, I thought Todd Munkin, the offensive coordinator, called by far his worst game of the season. Six carries for running backs in the entire game. Huh? You're supposed to be great running the football. You go six running back carries? And when you find out that Spags is going to blitz you virtually every single down, you stick with seven-step drops for Lamar Jackson. Have you ever heard of a slant? Why was everything deep? It made no sense. I was aghast watching the game plan. I thought the game plan was an atrocity, and Lamar's taken a little bit too much heat this morning. I, I would say that I'm, you know, again, giving Kansas City all the credit in the world defensively, but in those conditions, you know, 
in that rain. I expected to have more of a running game from both sides, but definitely from Baltimore uh, and Lamar Jackson and Gus Edwards. And, you know, man, I did not see it. 81 yards rushing. Again, for a team that usually averages 100 or more on the ground, that's what they do. So I wasn't happy with that. And then from Lamar, Lamar Jackson's standpoint, man, he was frustrated, four, sacked four times. He was bottled up. And, again, Kansas City's defense, yes, but the running game, absent from Baltimore. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Shay. I absolutely agree with you. What was the time of possession? Does anybody have that off the top of their head there? It was so far in favor of the Chiefs. That's it wasn't the even one funny. thing. When your possessions are limited and you're trailing, you start to get a little nervous. But maybe that's when you buckle down and keep running it. So it's easy to say it now, but when that possession thing is so lopsided, it can get a little difficult. But I don't disagree with you. Here's the bottom line. Is a Ravens collapse on all on all levels. All right, all Chiefs had the ball 37 and a half minutes. Ravens 22 and a half. Yeah. If, if you can't, if it's a 15 point difference in possession, you're losing the game. Probably. Probably. And you're panicking and trying to th- throw your way back in it because you have limited possessions. Uh, speaking of the Chiefs, if you weren't on board before, get on board. They are officially the New England Patriots. In a year where everybody said this is as vulnerable as they've ever been, they don't look like a Super Bowl team. I said dead team walking going into the playoffs. I felt like they had no chance to win a game beyond the Miami game at Arrowhead. And here they are playing for the Super Bowl again for the fourth time in five years. If they win it, they'd become the fourth team in history to win three Super Bowls in five years. They would join the 1970s Steelers, the 1990s Cowboys, and the 2010s Patriots. Well, and this is one of the greatest dynasties we've ever seen, and it's happening live. I think we got to all appreciate it. I think that's all. I think that's all fair. And the distinguishing characteristic for the Patriots was this. Yes, the championship won, yes. Tom Brady, yes. But all the issues around it, whether it was Deflategate, whether it was the sticky hands of the owner in the the, the, uh, Asian of Orchid situation there, all that, right? Out of all the controversy around it, you know what you saw? You kept seeing winning. And so the same thing with the Kansas City Chiefs. We talked about it a lot here on the show. How is it that Patrick Mahomes is throwing to receivers that can't catch the football? How are they so? How why are they so mistake prone? What would this team look like without Eric Bieniemy? All these things, right? Taylor Swift in the mix, right? The <laughs> oh, Yoko, right. She was supposed to be the distraction. Yeah, the Yoko Ono of the Kansas City right, Chiefs, right? Right, right? This is what we thought. Yeah. And but look where they are right now, despite all of the the distractions and issues with the football team. I remember texting Carmen in one of those like midseason home games the Chiefs were playing. I'm like, this looks awful. Every play is a broken play. I, I'm with you. This might be the most impressive year, but. Like I'm the meathead that thinks this. If you're, if I'm the Niners, I would stick two guys on Travis Kelsey in the parking lot, in the wherever he goes, two guys on him, and make these other guys rice whoever beat you. Let me see it happen because that's what I thought all season. They have one weapon. He's not even playing that well this year in Kelsey. But if you double or triple team Kelsey, what about the fight doctor, Ferdy Pacheco? I don't care. I don't care. Let him beat you. <laughs> Let, is he going to the Hall of Fame? Pacheco? Yes. Yeah, he's in the Boxing Hall of Fame. Give me a break. The guy catches 11 <laughs> balls, this tight end who's like 35 years old. Cover the guy. I'm Marv Albert along with the fight doctor, Ferdy Pacheco, <laughs> here at ringside. Um, yeah, so... I, Pacheco I, only had like 2.9 yards of carry. Yeah, I mean... But, uh, but he had but, a lot of carries. But, but, but a multi-weapon guy, Jesse. Yeah, he is. He is. You know, in, the, in the running game and the passing game. Yeah, but I, I'd rather get beat by Pacheco than Travis Kelsey. I get it. I, get, I mean, he's a monster. He is the quintessential security blanket for Mahomes. Yet, 
let's not, oh, one guy, let's get a linebacker on him. No, put two guys on him. Make those wide receivers that dropped all those balls all season yep. win you the game. And That's my it, meathead take of the, the day. Other, the other parallel shade that you make with uh, Kansas City and New England there's there's Travis Kelsey, Rob Gronkowski, solid for New England all those years. Yeah, and Travis yeah. Kelsey's Travis Kelsey for a reason. Like that, it's easy to go. We'll just erase him from the game plan. Stick two guys on him. They had Kyle Hamilton on him. Kyle Hamilton hadn't given up a touchdown to a tight end all season. Okay, that's one person on him. But it, Mahomes and Kelsey <laughs> back shoulder fade. It's the perfect throw, the perfect player to get position, make the catch, touchdown. Well, not if there's a go, second guy there. What are you going to do? But I agree, it's a meathead take because uh, every double cover. And maybe he'll find someone else open. I want to see it happen. Well, this is a segment for it. This is the segment for it. If you're going to do the meathead take. Hot take city. Hot take take Monday. Fine. Here's my hot take. Double Travis Kelsey. I don't care where he is. Scorcher. If he's out of the game, go go over to his sideline and put two guys on him. This Lamar Jackson will never make it. All right, Shane. Go ahead. Uh, You want a hot take? Collectively, the city of Detroit should stop believing in the existence of God. What I saw yesterday, okay. I, if it's, a little, I, it's a little bit of if aggressive. I were, if Jesse, if I were a Detroiter, I would no longer believe that God is real. Okay, so Shay, right after Gibbs fumbled, because I, re- I like really don't tweet much anymore, especially if it's not baseball. But I was ready to tweet. The Lions finally showed up. That was all I was going to tweet <laughs> when Gibbs fumbled because yeah. this is Lions for the for the entirety of our lives. I, how yeah. about Kendall Vildor interception like gift wrapped for you? I didn't think Purdy was great as a passer at all yesterday. Did what he needed to do especially extending in the first plays. Half. Yeah, especially in the first half, he was good extending plays. The throw to check on the sideline was fantastic, but he I didn't think overall that he had a great day as a passer. That throw to Ayuk. I, that's a gift wrap interception. Kindle Vildor lets it bounce off his face mask, and somehow Ayuk comes up with it. If I'm a Lions fan in that moment, God is no longer real. Well, not only that, you've made all these fourth and shorts, right? And you couldn't make either one of them. So, you know, we wouldn't be talking here if they made one of them. We wouldn't be talking about this. Shay, we know that Brock Purdy's not Patrick Mahomes or not an upper echelon quarterback, but again, We've seen evidence of it in back-to-back games. When San Francisco needs to make a touchdown and make plays in the second half or fourth quarter, Purdy's right there. Like, like again, we don't have a lot of quarterbacks in this league that all four quarters, they're a complete quarterback. Purdy is a guy that when it it matters, he's able to nickel and dime it down the field or make big plays or run and be able to help San Francisco score. And, And it's such a cool tool to have this idea that I never run. And then all of a sudden, I can and will. Yeah. Where Fields and Lamar Jackson, there's always a spy. It's in the back of their heads. Where with, with Brock, he can do it, man. He moved. He had some moves. Now, I'll say this, that in the last couple of games, sure, Purdy was able to come through in the second half. I'm not sure if he can be able to provide that same magic against Kansas City. Well, maybe he can. Who knows? I'm just I saying, mean, like, yeah. I mean, against Detroit, okay, in the playoffs that we've seen in some regular season games with Purdy, yes. But how often can you do that? Now it's out there that Purdy can run five yards. Let's see, five carries good for 48 yards in the game against Detroit. He can be able to get it to his weapons, Samuel, Ayuk, McCaffrey. We're not good yet. Yeah, so, oh yeah. again, again. You, you have 13 days to yeah. change your mind, both you guys. Who do you like? I like uh, I like Kansas City. Yeah, it, the Chiefs. Yeah. I'm sorry, man. If you're... If you think I'm going to bet against Patrick Mahomes as a dog right. again, uh, no. Right. Like, like, never again. Against Mr. Irrelevant. Wouldn't that be something, but, you know? No, like, never again. He is Tom Brady. They I think, are the Patriots. I'm never betting against him again. I, I think if there's a chip on your shoulder thing, the the uh, Chiefs had it for a while there. 
People doubted him. They had to go on the road finally. They win, they win. But now, I think maybe the chip on their shoulder changes because the Niners lost him a few years ago. But maybe none of that matters, and it's about coaching the next two weeks. Are you, are you listening to me? Yeah. Are you, I said never again. Never again. No. Like for the rest of Patrick Mahomes' yeah. career, yes. I will never, oh, you never go against against the Chiefs. Yeah. Oh, I, I, ever, trust me, I thought again. Baltimore was going to win. I was telling <laughs> Carmen yesterday, I'm like, oh, this underdog, he wins as an underdog. It's going to end at some point. Well, maybe not. Yeah, <laughs> maybe not. And just like I mean, whatever parlay I'm stacking, whatever, I'm, like never again. Right. I'll just go down with the ship. Right. If they do lose again, that's okay. Right. Because it's still Patrick uh, Mahomes. It's, a good, it's actually a good th- way to do it. Never. Yeah, that's a good way to do it. Never, right. never. Because again, what's the odds? You're on the road twice. Yeah. And you were able to come through twice. And is Purdy really going to beat Mahomes? Just, uh, n- uh, maybe, no. Maybe Purdy. <laughs> maybe Brock Purdy is Eli Manning. Maybe that'll be interesting. Patrick yeah. Mahomes. Yes. Maybe. 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 But, but just, I'm never betting against him again. The other thing about this, Shay, I know you, you can give us one more, but I'm just going to add on with the quarterback talk. So it's pretty clear that Patrick Mahomes has no. No equal, no one even close. There's no peers. Usually, you, right you, you you like the Brady versus Manning or Not Brady. Right now. There, there's nobody else. It, it's if you're doing the the quarterback tiers, it's Mahomes in a tier by himself, and then everybody else. No That's negative. No negative plays. No interceptions. Just can make something out of nothing. Can take the first three. Can take the third. He's just he's he's the perfect quarterback right now. I mean, we did have was that CBS Shay? Was that not? CBS that gave us the narrative that Brady and Eli Manning is right now Patrick Mahomes against Josh Allen. Is that is, was that the preview? Yeah, it's the, uh, Peyton Man- Manning versus Brady is now Allen versus Mahomes. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Not even close. It, not, not it, even close. it could be. I mean, it took Manning no. eight years to win a Super Bowl. It took him for he was routinely getting his ass beat by the Patriots in the playoffs. I know they try to try, try to get you excited about that, but again, Allen's needs some skins on the wall himself. It maybe could be. Not, only not today. Had, what, six seasons as a starter? It yep. takes time. Like, one thing I had written down is the conversation around Lamar Jackson this morning is bothering me a little bit. And it's this, well, Lamar hasn't gotten it done. He's never won a Super Bowl. Two MVPs, sure. But how serious can you take him with these playoff losses? I feel like people are forgetting how young these guys still are. We're litigating their careers the way we did with Peyton at the end of his, when he only had the one Super Bowl, or the way that people litigated Philip Rivers at the end of his run. These guys have been in the league five, six years. They have time, and it's not their fault that Patrick Mahomes is waiting for them at the end all the time. He might be the best player in league history. In a a hot-take society that we're in right now, no one has the patience to wait. That, uh, Jesse and I grew up with that era of being able to watch a, a quarterback well, do his just, maturation just like process we, for seven to ten like years. Just like we said about the Lions, you know, you, you only get so many kicks at the can. I mean, I assume Baltimore will be back, but I don't, you know, you don't know. But it's, it's, it's accelerated now. Yeah. It's not It's not what it used to be. We right. we saw a quarterback in a system for a decade. Yeah. You know, and, and just waiting for the general manager and the ownership and everything else to help that quarterback win. You don't have that time anymore. There's not that grace anymore. All I can talk about is in the moment of what's happening with Lamar right. Jackson or exactly. in the moment with Josh and Allen. And they're coming up short. Yes. Yep. And so is there room for improvement? Always in my analysis, there's always room for improvement. But all I can talk about is the here and now, and that is not good enough. So it's not good enough. And that's our look around the NFL hot take edition right here on Captain <laughs> J. Hood. Coming up, 
Lamar Jackson, will he ever get over the hump? And your phone calls. Did you watch the games yesterday? Jesse and I want to get your phone calls in. 312-332-ESPN. 332-3776 is our phone number. You watch the games? You watch it with your friends and family? Tell us what you thought of what you saw with the AFC and NFC title games. Cap and Jay Hood, weekday morning, 7 to 10. Here's today's headlines. Headlines with Cap and Jay Hood. Brought to you by the Comet Energy Efficiency Program. The Super Bowl is set. The Chiefs will take on the Niners. That's in Vegas. It's a rematch of Super Bowl 54. The Niners blew a 10-point fourth quarter lead in that game. Chiefs won 31-20 two weeks from yesterday at 5.30 in Vegas. The Cubs bolstered their bullpen through free agency over the weekend, signing reliever Hector Neris, who had a great year last year. One-year, $9 million deal. The Bulls were winners last night on the road in Portland, 104-96, snapping a two-game losing streak. DeRozan had 20 for the Bulls. And the Blackhawks lost their final game before the All-Star break, 1-0 to Calgary. It's their fourth straight loss. Blackhawks will not have a participant in the All-Star game after Connor Bedard was replaced because of his injury. Cap and Jay Hood are back. We are back, baby. We are back. We are back. On Chicago's home for sports, ESPN Chicago. It's the Captain J. Hood Morning Show on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app with Jesse Rogers in for Cap. I'm Jay Hood. Glad to have you in here on this Championship Monday. 312-332-ESPN is our telephone number. Meathead Monday, we're calling it. <laughs> or at least I am. <laughs> yeah, well, you meet, you're serving meatballs on that side of the and table. And let me be clear, because I don't like to disparage people. I'm not calling Dan Campbell a meathead. I'm calling his decisions meathead decisions. Sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, I mean, but not just yesterday, all season. That's who he is. Well, I guess that's who he is. Yeah, I. you know, I. that's who he is. Fine. But this is win or go home. Just I understand the situation a little bit. Again, I'm not sure what ticked me off. It's easy to be ticked off that he didn't go to tie the game late. But I still think the first field goal, um, that decision had some nuance to it. And he didn't, he didn't use any of it. The Niners had gotten the ball in the second half, down, 20, um, down 24 um, to 7, right? Yep. They drive down there. Okay. They kick a field goal. Okay. That... that that's kind of good for San Francisco, but not horrendous for Detroit. Like a field goal gets them back in the game a little bit. And now you have a chance to match that. Fourth down, granted, you have to make the field goal. You can match that. Go back up 17. Now we're restarting the second half with seven minutes. Go- the momentum is back to even. It's just like restarting things again. And yet you go for it. And as I said at the top of the show, man, if the other team kind of likes the decision you're about to make, you better rethink it. And there's no doubt in my mind the Niners are like, oh, yeah, go for it. Go for it. We need a risky move to go our way. We need something risky to happen and break our way. And it's exactly what happened. Not once, but twice. And and if you're up three or four or five points, Mm -hmm. I bet the Niners would have said, yeah, go ahead, kick the field goal, because you're still up only one score. So the situation's demand some nuance to it. And Campbell showed none. None. In the AFC Championship, the Kansas City Chiefs, they defeated the Baltimore Ravens by a score of 17-10. to Here are the numbers for Lamar Jackson. 20 for 37, good for 272 yards and a touchdown. And so I feel, looking at this, Jesse, that 
poise and discipline matters. You can be as aggressive on play calling and on the field as possible, but poise and discipline matters. The Ravens beat themselves as much as the Chiefs beat Baltimore yesterday because of plays like Zay Flowers. Now, Zay Flowers, a rookie, had a touchdown, 115 yards and five receptions, but if you didn't watch the game, there are three instances where he hurt, he hurt himself and the football team. Poise and discipline. You know, it, it's one thing to be able to come to, I mean, like a yard from being able to get into the end zone. You fumble right there, so that's a touchback. Uh, you know, you hurt your hand, you know, when you are upset about uh, a taunting penalty and because you uh, dropped the football. So I just think that the poise was not there for Zay Flowers in Baltimore. Then personal foul penalties. You're trying to be more aggressive against Patrick Mahomes by taking cheap shots. Listen, hey man, you, you have been a juggernaut. In the regular season, you're 13, uh, 12 and 4. No, 13 and 4. 13, 4. 6 and 3 at home. And then you do that. You had an opportunity to win that ball game. And again, give Kansas City credit, but you hurt yourself as much as the Chiefs hurt you in that, sp- in that spot. Yeah. Do you want to talk about the uh, taunting penalty? Sure. I get it. I get why it was called. I mean, he certainly taunted him. He certainly stood over him and spun whatever he did. Spun the, spun the football. I mean, that, under the rules, that's a taunting penalty. Um, now, I guess Joe Burrow tweeted afterwards, the quarterback of the Bengals, and said, let them taunt or something. I'm going to disagree. That's a slippery slope. If you just let them do whatever they want, you're, you're, gonna, you're asking for some brawls. And also, how about some class? Like, act like you've been there before. Celebrate with your team. Don't taunt the other team. And, and I get that it look, it, it's a tough call in the moment, but it's such a slippery slope. You want brawls in the middle of the game, let them taunt all you want. So I, I don't have a problem with the call, and I don't have a problem with the, the rule. You just don't want to have a call like that go against you after a big play. No, you don't that's want a, it. See, that's the whole thing. It was a big play. Get and up it, and it, walk back to the huddle. Come yeah. on. I know you believe in that. Yes, yeah, I do. I, 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 what I'm saying is, though, Jesse, is that once you made that play, you go back to the huddle, yes. But you have to understand, in that situation, the official's looking for stuff like that. You think you're just going to be able to spin the ball, look down on your opponent, and then walk away and everything's cool? Right. I mean, even as a rookie, he's got to know better than it's that. Not like that's, back, that's not even acceptable it's not in college. Like back at the, the line of scrimmage, someone taunted. It's like, this is the receiver that caught it. The whole world's watching. You get up and you stand over him and do all that stuff. So I don't have a problem with the rule, and I don't have a problem with the call. I have a problem with Zay Flowers. I'm trying to put this all in perspective, Shay. So I'm, so I'm going fumble at the goal line is one, taunting play two, hurting your own hand oh. because of the other two plays. You hit That's the trifecta. Three. You yeah. hit the trifecta. That's three. It's like a hat trick. Are, are we po- power ranking them? Because I think yes. the worst is hurting your own hand on the bench. That you you got to be bigger than that. Ah, oh, game's out of hand. Yeah, the He's game's upset. over there. The f- <laughs> Who's fumbling the football? <laughs> yeah, I, I actually, I'm, going, I'm going fumble first because you're right there at the goal line. Yeah. yeah. You're right there, man. It's like, ah, I can't believe and, he and did to that. to me... He, it, I can't prove this, but he's almost trying to extend himself because of to make up for the taunting yes. call. That's yes. probably true. Yes. But you know, Jess, I agree with Joe Burrow, who went on Twitter and said, "I let, know you do because you're a meathead." We, sure, you want to call me a meathead? Let him taunt. Why? Why is this the no fun league? Because someone's going to get up and throw a punch. It's just going to turn so into what? A, no. if you make a cool play. You should be allowed to flex and stand over no, somebody. I disagree. I'm not telling I think you should be able to kick him in the face. Celebrate with your team. Okay, then you think you can do anything on a baseball field? You're going to end up with brawls all over the place. That's fine. Yeah, I actually do think you should be allowed ah. to pimp home runs. It's fun. And that That's, ends sportsmanship. Pimping home runs one thing. <laughs> Go ahead, uh, I said that ends sportsmanship because a good sportsmanship because what happens at the end of the game? 
There, yeah. It won't be no. Shea doesn't kumbaya. have any sportsmanship. You who do, is, Jay what, Moore. What am I supposed to do? Be the kid in the commercial going, Coach? I actually fouled. No, him. there should Wait, be some sportsmanship. On. There should yeah. be. Yeah, I, I, because you don't want to have that brawl. Now, here's the thing: you give an athlete an inch, and they'll take a mile. So if exactly. you are, if you're able to taunt and th- and spin the football, the next thing is you will be able. You can stomp on them. You can you can see and no, so and no so that'll be okay. Kong Sue play allowed. Yeah. We can't do that. No, that's okay. No, no. If we're gonna go that far, we might as well just keep going with it. So now, if your opponent's down, you can get your spikes and just stomp them like Arn Anderson and WCW. Just just <laughs> just stomp them down. So now so now that's not a flag either. So now you can set your opponent on fire. You can do that as well. And oh. So that's okay. <laughs> Listen, I got a match. Bam! Look at this. <laughs> Nothing overly physical, but look, man, if you don't, A, if you don't want to have your head pushed down, maybe don't hold on to the player's feet when he's trying to get up. B, if you don't want the guy to spin the ball and flex over you, don't let him catch a 55-yard pass. Yeah, well, I, I think that you have to draw the line someplace. There have to be rules. Otherwise, there'll be anarchy. Yeah. I think that. I think that's simply put. Like, Joe Burrow could say that. I, I, he, you know, he could say that, by the way, sitting on his couch. There's, that's why it's pretty much a rule in all sports. I mean, yeah. they're all a little different, but there's pretty much some rules to to prevent all chaos from happening, except in Shea Norling's world. Some thoughts from Lamar Jackson. Very proud of my team. You know, uh, no system. I'm offensive coordinator. Uh, different things, you know, different things we've seen, motion, stuff like that. Uh, adversity at the beginning of the season, you know, we wasn't playing well. People don't know what the Ravens offense or defense is going to look like. And we made it all the way to this point, you know, uh, a goal short. We made it here, but we just got to finish next time. But I'm very proud of my team, all phases. You know, we say this about the Lions. We're not sure if the Lions are going to be at this stratosphere again at the title game. I'd say the same thing for Baltimore. Like, who knows? Who knows? Will Baltimore be in the playoffs next year? Yes. Will they be in this situation? All I know is I've seen the growth from Lamar Jackson as a player. You remember when he was drafted, Jesse, he's like, oh, that guy's a wide receiver. Or that guy's sure, a running sure, back, right? Sure. Like he can never be able to learn the quarterback position uh, last pick in the first round. That's the, the people thought he, he's grown as a quarterback. What I'm saying is, is that at the, at the worst moments, the, the Ravens showed their ass. Like you, it's one thing to lose. You're going to lose games. Jesse, it's the way they lost the game. Yeah, it just that offense looked bad. And, and Shea mentioned the game calling. Look, Greg Roman um, left the Ravens because they didn't have success in the playoffs. Now this guy. So I get the idea of uh, can a running quarterback win. Here's the thing. They they got down 7, 10 points, and they acted like they were down 21. Mm-hmm. I mean, it did feel like they have no come-from-behind ability at all. Maybe they're a victim of their own success being so good all year. They get down and they just look terrible. And again, what shocked me, like there's one thing the Chiefs don't do well on defense. Guess what it is? They don't stop the run. No. Did you watch the film in Buffalo? They don't do well against the run. Six running back carries? Are you out of your mind? Right. Deep shots for Lamar every play when Spags is brushing seven? And I yes. think like two or three of Justin Hills came in the first series. Like it was, they really abandoned the run. I don't know why they did that. <laughs> Especially when you always have 100 yards or more rushing. My guess is what I said before. The time of possession leaned so heavily to the Chiefs that they sort of panicked because they weren't getting the ball very often. If you're on hold, you will be on the air. 312-332-3776. We're talking to you about the NFC and AFC title games. Hey, Bears fans, you know what football looks like? It looks like what we saw on Sunday. Cap and Jay Hood, weekday morning, 7 to 10. Welcome back. Welcome, Welcome back. To Cap and Jay Hood on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago. 
Cap and Jay Hood on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. Jesse Rogers in for Cap. Take that. Is he back tomorrow? I think so. Is okay. Is, do, we, do we have confirmation, Shay? He's back tomorrow. Because right. he's Mr. Lion, so we got to beat him up for that. Oh, God. I mean, he's just... I will tell you, he has a decision to make. He can either call Dan Campbell dumb and stick to the convictions he's had about going on fourth down all year, because Cap would disagree with those decisions. Sure. But he would have to pivot on Dan Campbell, who's his guy. Yes. I don't know what he's going to do. Well, two things can be true. He can be his guy, and you can still be critical of him. And, and maybe Dan Campbell will learn from this mistake. And the mistake is not reading or understanding the situation. But yes, a lot of times you do go for it on fourth down, but there are moments that you don't. Still to come on the show, we will uh, give Patrick Mahomes his flowers and we'll tell you why. But first, we go to Plainfield. Here's Justin on Cap and Jay Hood. Justin, good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. Thanks for taking the call. Yes, sir. Fan of the show. Sure. Um, just been, uh, I've been a Lions fan back since the, uh, the Joey Harrington days, so it's been, a, it's been a long time coming for some success like we've had this year. Wow. Um, you know, big fan, of, uh, big fan of Dan Campbell and what he's doing. I don't actually mind the two fourth down calls that they missed. Uh, I'm, I'm with Shea on the, the halftime one. You're going to go for the jugular. Go for it then. You know, you've been imposing your will all half. Uh, on the on the San Francisco defense, you know, just punch it in uh, right there uh, with a touchdown at the end of the half, and then uh, you know, with the Lions being longtime uh, losers, I think the point for me when I was watching the game where it really turned was uh, was the IU uh, uh, tip drill catch. Mm-hmm. Like at that moment, I'm like, okay, we're, we're done. It, <laughs> they were still up at that point, but it was uh, it was pretty clear. You know, that was the moment in the game where, uh, as a Lions fan. Uh, you just kind of realize, okay, this is not uh, this is not going to end well uh, towards the end of the game. So I'll uh, I'll hang up and listen. Yeah, all right, Justin, I, I, we appreciate it. I forgot there was another meathead move at the end. Greg Olson was all over it, um, and, and granted, it was a long shot. They were going to come back and win down ten, but when they handed the ball off to Montgomery mm-hmm. on was that third down? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so bad. And then they had to use a timeout. You can't do that. No. You can't do that. You have to pass the ball because they're right. That forced them to uh, uh, do the onside kick because if you had three timeouts, you wouldn't have to do the onside kick. They couldn't just kneel. So you have to pass it on third down. You have to. And he runs it and has to use a timeout. That just Come on. You're such a good coach. You've done so much. Don't blow it in moments like that. It was so dumb. The reason why is because you don't know if you'll be back there again. I mean, he said it himself. It's so, risk so, versus mean, reward. It's, it's, it's just maximizing the situations you're in, including the fact that you're in the NFC Championship game and may not return, like you said. Kevin in Naperville on ESPN 1000 on Cap and Jay Hood. Hey, Kev. Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, just following up on that, I think analytics in football, it's gotten out of control. It just becomes something that people say on the broadcast to try to sound smart or whatever. They never follow it up with showing you any type of data as a viewer. Never once have you heard them say, oh, the analytics say this, and they, they put up a pie graph or a, bar, or a bar graph. They never do that, okay? It's just become something that they say to try to sound smart. And also, I would argue that whatever data that they're sourcing, it's from the regular season. It's not from the postseason. This isn't baseball where there's 100 and some odd games. This is football. There's 17 games. You're a visitor. You're you're about to give the momentum back to the home team, who's already uh, gaining some. You could stimmy that momentum 
tie the game and, and, and rely on your defense. I like I, I like the idea, Kevin, of the of the analyst having a polygraph <laughs> test on him to see whether or not he's lying or not. Yeah, I like the like, idea of the polygraph. I know, <laughs> I know. We okay. We might not have time for that, but they, it's just become a, a thing. A, a, like everybody just says it. One person says it. Another person says it. And nobody's ever actually showing you any type of data. Well, and, 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 and they show me your Excel analysts. spreadsheet, <laughs> nerd. <laughs> And unless it's egregious, the, the you know Greg, Greg Olson's going to back up the coach. They finally got critical yeah. when they handed it off to uh, Montgomery on that. They finally yeah. got a little critical. They were not critical at all. They fell back on, oh, that's Dan Campbell. That's yep. what he does. Yep. They were not critical of all those decisions. Um, yeah, I, I kind of like what the caller was saying, not the polygraph part. What's wrong, what's wrong with the polygraph? Yeah, why, why not put a polygraph on, on Romo, see yeah. if he's lying or not, or Greg Olson? Please. <laughs> Buddy, you don't have to just sit on the couch watching hockey. Well, show me your Fenwick cloud. I need to see this information, dork. You doofus. Like that would make a difference of, of your opinion of sports, the, the analytics. And some broadcasts do have that win probability, you know, you know, fourth down. This is the pro- they, Some broadcasts do. Some don't. But I don't think you need to have a scroll on the bottom of your screen to see the probability of every play. Yeah, it's annoying. It's annoying. But the polygraph, great idea, though. I like that idea. All right. Uh, in two minutes, where does Mahomes rank amongst the all-time greats? Is he still, is it still too early to call him the GOAT? Can we call Mahomes a GOAT? That's in two minutes on Cap and J-Hood.